to Wild Game Dynasty's podcast. It's our 46th podcast, but we're actually flipping the calendar to 2020, so therefore it's our first podcast of the new year, 2020. New vision, as we might call it, but uh, new vision can be old vision, just an enhanced, we'll call it supervision, eh? For those that uh, admire Ross Chambers, he always looks for little jingles like that, uh, new adventure or maybe a supervision or something like that. If you've uh, been in camp with Ross Chambers, you probably got a grin on your face right now, picturing him, uh, oh, that goofy cigar in his mouth that'll be making him go outside and get away from camp so he doesn't stink up the place. And uh, But hey, that's his bad habit he can't shake, so uh, we all have a couple extras of that of a habit. So anyways, getting into 2020, folks. We have a lot of exciting things uh, for Wild Game Dynasty. Of course, this podcast has been a great way to reach out, to share, along with our social media, which we pretty much stick to Facebook. We tried the Instagram. It's just, uh, man, I just have a really difficult time uh, focusing a lot of my time on the uh, on social media. Uh, I spend more time than I should, and finally it's like I can't keep keep this stuff straight and I'll just do it where my comfort zone is. Seems to be working, seems to be reaching out. Wild Game Dynasty's focus, primary focus is uh, hunting for our, uh, for our clients and for uh, people that are associated with us. That's what we do. That's what you know we do. We have uh, a few different camps. We have one in the northern lower, one in the upper peninsula. And then of course, uh, after the last three or four years, we've had an outstanding success rate out in our Missouri camp. For 2020, folks, we're darn near filled up. Um, that's a blessing. That's I look back and you know I we started filling up. Uh, well, we almost filled up before the end of the year and uh, end of 2019 for 2020, which is kind of how it's supposed to be. But on just uh, you know there are different facets of what we do. Um, you know, anyways, uh, the word's getting out, and we appreciate that. We've had some great successes there. Uh, we keep things at a manageable level. We keep things real, keep it good. So we have a great camp, great properties that we lease. Um, we have people that uh, understand the expectations so they go out there, not just how to hunt them, but uh, the quality of whitetails that are out there. Quantity, I think Michigan's got them beat, but uh, as far as if you're judging quality based on antler size, uh, there's, no, there's no comparison. Missouri is, uh, well, I think, if you pick a category, I think it's non-typical whitetails. I think they're ranked number one in the country. So, um, yeah, we see some non-typicals. Ah, we had some guys that, yeah, we had a, one guy that, uh, well, it kind of rocked his world when he got out there first day, and he says, I know I seen a 200-inch whitetail. And I don't doubt it, uh, whether it was a 190 or a 205 or a 210, I don't know. But, uh, hey, those those exist. We put a 130 minimum on our whitetails, so nothing below that shall be shot. Um, that's just the way it works. If you're interested, we have a room for, I think, uh, four or yeah, four or six more actually. A group of four, or a group of six. We don't want two different groups. Um, at the uh, during the second half of Missouri's gun season, let me know if you're interested. You know, send me an email, send me a text, give me a call. All right, on to Michigan. It's where my uh, it's where my desire to be is, is. It's where my heart is. It's uh, never give up on Michigan. There's too much here to offer that uh, just the other states don't have, not even close. In our uh, next uh, phase of hunting, it's turkey season, folks. Matter of fact, right now is the uh, time frame to be applying for that first hunt in Michigan's turkey woods. If you want to be drawn for that first hunt, you got to do it before um, the close of February 1st. So. 
It's open through February 1st at application online or go to your a licensed uh, dealer. Do that. If not, you're going to be buying them over the counter for the uh, 0234 hunt. Some people call it uh, a time that you're fighting mosquitoes. Hey, towards the end of the season you're going to be, but that's what uh, thermocells are for. And to me, that that pretty much takes care of that. Yeah, by then you're, you're shooting turkeys, picking morels, and then we're enjoying uh, all the wildflowers, all that uh, spring has to offer. So sometimes that's my uh, most enjoyment is that, that second season, around uh, May 10th, something like that. Oh, it's beautiful. So we'll take a week off that first week of May, my wife and I's anniversary. Then I also go up to the UP and scout for about five days, which uh, leads into our next uh, adventure in Wild Game Dynastyville, and that it would be our fall bear hunt. Uh, Michigan's black bear hunt uh, begins in September and we have a very limited uh, uh, spots left as we have uh, probably booked half of our spots already at least half and so if you're looking uh, to book a spot with us and you know you have enough points give us a call shoot us an email don't wait until June uh, there won't be anything left I pretty confident in that so on to the whitetail madness here in Michigan we have uh, new laws uh, that dictate how we're gonna hunt uh, like it or not so it is there's certain laws that have been in place for a long time that I don't like it's kind of like uh, uh, some people have been telling us if you don't like something get on your soapbox do something about it or see if you can do something about it and, uh, and I'm, I'm kind of involved in something like that right now I'll explain it in a minute but uh, anyways our whitetail season went well in at our uh, crooked Creek Camp or Creek Lodge, I can't even say it. But anyways, uh, in Atlanta, we have a nice nice facility there. It's a little bit of acreage to hunt, plus we have some uh, leases on some other properties. If you're interested in that, let us know. There's some grouse opportunities around that area. Plus there's a, a nice put and take uh, pheasant right close to there. So give us a holler. That's uh, that's an exceptional little gold nugget around there is at our Crooked Creek uh, Lodge. So. A very nice setting on the high bank overlooking a, I would say a big creek or a small river, but uh, has some nice trout. There's ducks going by, bald eagles, blah blah blah. So usually you sit there long enough, you'll see a, a few deer stroll on by. So unless it's hunting season, and then we're up to the upper peninsula. You know, we look back on what the UP did for us this year. It's it's it was a very good successful hunt. So was Missouri. So was Atlanta. All in all, I think we had our best season harvesting whitetails. Um, besides a spike horn and a five point, not to say you measure success based off antler size, we talked about that a minute ago, but everything else was uh, eight point or bigger and I think we had 14 bucks total. So if we're passing on anything below 130 out in Missouri, that means you know, you're going to get quality ones no matter where you hunt. You're just asking clients to, uh, to uh, focus hard on that and plus it's really our job at Wild Game Dynasty to do the scouting and put spots in areas that are going to harvest good mature whitetails and I think we're at that point now I'm not going to continue to pat myself on the back because there's so much luck involved but um, I've really focused hard on getting information from solid hunters no smoke and mirrors just people that are on and on successful at harvesting good whitetails. John Eberhardt, we know him, we've done a couple of podcasts with him. I've sat in his house and talked to him at length and seen him at different trade shows. He's got a method that works and we've adopted that for our scouting purposes, a lot of it. 
and uh, Jerry Everhart, just a uh, fantastic person as well. And we've certainly went all in on some of his methods and combining those, uh, we're keeping it simple, but using what works and it's worked real well. So we're gonna continue to do that. It's like John Everhart says, uh, for every one day of hunting, person really kinda ends up spending about 10 days scouting, it's not the other way around. And, and that's kinda where we're at. We spend a lot more time scouting than we put people in stands. And that's uh, just working for us really well. Uh, last year or two, it's we see the fruits of our labor happening. That's a good thing. And muzzleloading season, uh, same thing. Keeping it simple, not trying to outthink ourselves. And with the no bait here in uh, the Lower Peninsula, our Atlanta camp, we have to focus on scouting deer sign and not using bait, not using artificial bait, anyways. Uh, so if there's a food source the deer looking for, you know things like that. So uh, getting back to that, if you're interested in, uh, I think we got one spot, maybe muzzleloading season, maybe two if we expanded it in that second weekend, like a four day hunt. The second week of uh, gun deer season in the UP, uh, I know there's a couple spots available. Give us a holler if you're interested in that. That can be, uh, that can be a lot of fun because the deer are really, uh, the big bucks are really looking to replenish their, their reserves. So we kind of look at that. Anyways, Hey, without further ado, we're going to kind of skip to the, the soap box. I personally, not with the Wild Game Dynasty, but personally, I've kind of um, took on a, a little project. I'm wanting to eventually reach out to uh, maybe the uh, Natural Resource Commission to see if they would consider adopting some new law, some new regulation, bear hunting in, in Michigan, uh, separating seasons. Uh, hopefully completely from uh, guys and gals that hunt with hounds and the guys and gals that hunt over bait. I think they're both uh, very valuable methods of hunting. Vo both of them are wonderful forms of hunting but they, uh, in my opinion, it's my opinion only, but man we've talked to a lot of people and we've had some experiences ourselves where sometimes when those two uh, methods cross, cross paths in the woods they're not very pleasant. We're a better hunting society than that. We need to do something about that. Boost our enjoyment, for one. Decrease the probability of having something escalate to a bad situation, for two. And thirdly, it'll, it'll in of itself, help our PR. It'll boost our PR as hunters that we're doing the right. So, uh, and by that, um, I'm closing things out. If you have any interest on that in any way, shape, or form, in support or opposing my views on that, give me a show. All right. We'll see you next time on our next podcast. We have a, a new podcast coming up with uh, uh, Derek Harrison and his wife who went out to Missouri, see how they could uh, succeed in the late bow season. Kind of a tough season sometimes. The rut's long gone. Within 50 minutes, 5-0 minutes, he scored and put his uh, tag on a nice nine point. But I'll let him tell that story because him and her have a, have a neat story to tell. Take care. God bless.